Hey there, welcome to Your Living Health. This is the podcast where we talk about real life strategies to reduce your chronic inflammation. Each episode, we're going to uncover tools for how you can lose weight and achieve optimal health. I'm your host, Carly Lucchese. I'm a UC Davis trained registered dietitian, and I'm also a life coach. So together, let's coach through the science of inflammation, but in a way that's simple, purposeful, and fun. You ready? Let's go. Hey there. Happy six months, everyone. So today it's the 26th episode of this podcast, and that's kind of a milestone. So I'm looking forward to many, many more, and I'm loving every week just helping to break down for you exactly what causes this chronic inflammation so that you can strategically pursue weight loss and longevity yourself because sometimes you don't need help. You just need to be able to have that information and um, use those tools strategically in your life because who doesn't want to feel good and look good and just be their best self? And you can't be your best self without addressing both bottom-up and top-down inflammation. So today, we are going to talk about pursuing discomfort. And I know that sounds like um, contrary (laughs) to the goal of this podcast. Like, why would you want to pursue discomfort if you're looking to avoid inflammation? But I promise you, you have to pursue discomfort if you want to avoid chronic inflammation. And I know many of you think that you do pursue discomfort (laughs) through exercise or maybe interactions with difficult people at work or juggling life, whatever the thing, but this is not the discomfort that I'm talking about. I would argue that discomfort from those sources, they're kind of easy, right? And they do in themselves help to reduce inflammation. But the discomfort that we're going to focus on today, it's from this much more foreign place. So let's dive in, okay? So I want to start with the basics, And that just is, what does it mean to be uncomfortable? And I went right to the dictionary because we need to get right to the basics, right? And I love that the dictionary, it breaks this down in exactly the direction I want to take this episode. Because per the dictionary, there are two different forms of discomfort. There's a physical discomfort, which is the discomfort associated with pain, like physical pain. And then there's a discomfort associated with the feeling of unease. So I want to also then explore, okay, so we understand the definition, but now let's explore where each of these different definitions lives within the structure of how your brain thinks, right? So does physical or unease style discomfort live as a circumstance, as a thought, as a feeling, as an action, or as a result. So when it comes to physical pain, like where do you think this goes? I kind of think that it can live in two different places. So to me, it can be both a circumstance or it can be a result. So either way though, Physical pain, it's always neutral because there is truly no emotion associated with it unless you have a thought about it. How I know this is true is because some of you out there, you actually get 
energized by pain that you experience maybe at the gym because you're having thoughts like, let's go, I can do this, I'm a freaking badass, like all of these thoughts are creating this energy and this almost enjoyment, although you still have the result of physical pain, right? Or some of you can have totally different thoughts about pain during exercise, like this sucks, I hate going to the gym, I have to do this, I hate this. So that type of energy is going to be totally different, but you're still going to have the result of pain, right? So physical pain, totally neutral. It's either a a result or a circumstance. But transitioning into the other definition, discomfort resulting from unease, where do you think this lives in your TFA cycles? Well, it's kind of obviously a feeling, right? Because it's the feeling of unease or it's the feeling of guilt or anxiety, the feeling of overwhelm, uh, shame, boredom, like whatever the unease, it is a feeling, right? So that is kind of... I think it makes it a little bit more clear what the huge difference between these different definitions are of discomfort. And I think this is also why that they are both pursued differently, right? Because it's kind of easy to pursue physical discomfort, whereas pursuing emotional discomfort, it's a little different right? One is a bottom-up response. It's a result of tangible. That's that physical pain. And then there's also the top-down response, which is the result of a thought. So this episode specifically is going to be unpacking top-down discomfort because it's something that I see often overlooked and it's even worse, it's subconsciously avoided. So why would you even want to pursue top-down discomfort? What's the upside to pursuing these uncomfortable emotions? Well, I think the answer to this question is surprisingly easy. It's just we don't think about it like this. So discomfort is the currency that you will use to acquire your dreams. You will be forced to embrace uncomfortable emotions such as you know, boredom or anxiety, overwhelm, frustration, fear, sadness, acceptance, like it doesn't matter. Enter that emotion, right? But if you want to have goals or purpose or um, longevity or even embracing your existence as a human being, you're going to want to embrace this discomfort. And when you choose how you're going to show up in life and what you're going to eat on purpose, what you're not going to indulge in, what you're going to achieve, this is going to require of you a willingness to embrace discomfort. But I want you to notice something here, okay? So your brain, it's going to trick you into thinking that this comfort, or I mean this discomfort, that it's somehow happening to you. Your brain's going to try to trick you that this discomfort is a result of this external thing that you are pursuing, right? That this external thing is causing you to feel this certain way. And this is 100% not true. Be on to yourself when your brain tries to trick you into this reality. The one thing that's going to provide you freedom 
when you're pursuing this intentional discomfort, this intentional unease, is the truth that this discomfort, it's only caused by a sentence in your brain, nothing else. And when you isolate and and finally like internalize that believing this sentence is the thing that's causing this chemical cascade, this is when it can help you to embrace that it's just a necessary part of your humanity, that nothing has gone wrong, that nothing negative is happening to you, right? This is just a result of a sentence. This is just a result of a unique bath of chemicals that's going to dissipate. If you just breathe into this experience, if you if you stop resisting it, if you stop avoiding it, but I promise it will get stronger and stronger if you do choose to continue repeating and believing the sentence that caused it in the first place. So you have the power to choose how strong and how long that you feel these chemicals, these hormones, these neurotransmitters that are causing the discomfort in the first place. But this is not something that you're used to doing. This is probably, for most of you, an area of your life that your primal brain has had you subconsciously, desperately avoiding. Not because something has gone wrong, but just simply because this is what your primal brain does as a default. This is one of the goals of the primal brain. It avoids pain. And for whatever reason, (laughs) it like specifically, it hates the pain of discomfort associated with emotional uneasiness. So these behaviors that you are doing have passively resided in your subconscious space for probably your entire life. So I want to just go over some examples for how this might be showing up in your life. So what do you do when you're bored? Do you snack? Do you watch TV? Do you try to seek it and and fill this time with something other than being bored? What do you do when you're anxious? Do you breathe into it knowing that it's going to pass or do you keep yourself busy to distract yourself from the experience of it? What do you do when you're scared? Do you seek comfort from food or your friends, from Google searches, from family? What do you do when you're overwhelmed? Does it create this frenzy where at the end of the day you notice that you've done absolutely nothing except for just spin in your own thoughts? Friends, please don't be surprised or even annoyed at yourself when you begin to notice how quickly and how aggressively that you might have been accidentally (laughs) avoiding these feelings of uncomfortable emotions. That boredom, that anxiety, the fear, your overwhelm, they are just vibrations in your body and there's no need to get away from them. They just are. It just is a chemical bath. And it will pass over a quick period of time. It will pass when your body has the capacity to break those chemicals down. So I want to talk now about how to embrace this discomfort. 
Because it's definitely, it's one thing and it's a big thing to notice your behaviors. Awareness is key. You got to start with awareness. But it's quite another thing to begin changing those behaviors. And if you're unclear what not to do when addressing discomfort, I ask you refer back to episode eight and we talk in that episode specifically about anxiety. So today, I'm going to try to expand on this concept and provide you a powerful tool for allowing emotions. This tool, it's called Now, and I learned it from one of my mentors who she specializes in grief and working with widowed moms. So this tool, it helps you to pause, to allow this emotion to pass through you, and it helps you to feel like you're doing something (laughs) because we all want to kind of like actively be doing something as you just simply get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I know that we discussed this episode briefly in, not this episode, I know we discussed this topic, this tool briefly in episode three, Um, but I just, this tool, it's way too valuable to just mention once within this podcast. So just stay tuned. I'm probably going to be mentioning it in future episodes as well. So now stands for naming the emotion, opening yourself up to the feeling, and then watching your body experience the sensation of that feeling. So name, open up, watch. That is now, N-O-W. So let's start with the N, which is naming the emotion. So when you first feel the discomfort of a negative emotion and you're aware enough to know that it's time to intentionally feel it, like that's a big step. You know that it's time. I got to feel this thing. That's truly where the fun begins. And you're going to want to start with simply naming it. This is where you're going to be reminding your brain where it's coming from. And the most important aspect of this first step is that you are creating space. You are separating yourself from the experience of being inside that emotion and you're shifting into the energy of curiosity about the emotion. Okay, that's a big shift. That's that first step. Already, you're actively turning on your prefrontal cortex, which is your adult brain, so that you don't just default to passively believing these thoughts that your primal brain is going to shoot at you. So I want to use the example of public speaking, okay? So let's say that you're about to go on stage. Your primal brain, or no, your adult brain, I want you to intentionally create a sentence that sounds something like this. This is fear. This feeling of fear is caused by a sentence in my brain. Nothing else. The stage is not creating this emotion. This is fear. This fear is caused by a sentence in my brain. So naming the emotion, it is incredibly powerful. And the more precise that you can describe this emotion, the more useful that this tool is going to be, right? Because there's more emotions than happy, sad, scared, loving, like, you know, there's always kind of this like set five emotions that we're allowed to feel, right? But building a robust emotional vocabulary, it's going to help your brain and body to connect because 
it's going to be able to more precisely and more thoroughly describe what it is that you're experiencing. The more you understand something, the more you can connect with something, right? The less it intimidates you. So maybe in this situation of public speaking, fear doesn't quite fit as the thing that you're experiencing as you're about to go on stage. Maybe you realize that the sensation that you feel more resonates with (laughs) the feeling of being paralyzed, right? Or terror (laughs) or anxiety. Or maybe for some of you, it's even excitement. It's nothing to do with fear at all. Each of these words is going to feel differently in your body. And I want you to get in tune with each of these so that you can confidently, in whatever situation, name the emotion that you are feeling. So next, you will want to intentionally open yourself up to the emotion without resisting it, avoiding it, or indulging in it. So this is almost like you're walking, you're intentionally opening the door and you're walking into the room where you're going to experience this emotion. And this might be a challenge, of course, because your primal brain is incredibly clever. It's going to work very hard to sell you on all the different ways that you can run away and so that you can not feel this instead of embracing it. And I think it's kind of funny. I mean, let's just like indulge for a second. When you think about it, your brain actually thinks that you're about to die. Your brain before you go on stage in front of, it could be two people or a thousand people, doesn't matter. Your brain's like, holy crap, we're going to die, right? And your brain, it's trying hard to keep you alive. It's using all the tricks that it knows how to do. It's saying, avoid going on stage at all costs, right? Your brain's like, don't agree to this nonsense. Why the heck would you go on stage in front of everyone? But it's no use getting mad at your brain. It doesn't help the situation. Like calling yourself names, shaming yourself, not going to work. You kind of have to meet yourself where you're at because the honest truth is that your brain is freaking terrified. It thinks you're going to die. So you can be the adult, be the parent, and you can choose to respond to your brain. I know that we're scared and we're going to crush this. So other ways that you might accidentally worsen this discomfort is by resisting it. So probably it's not a good idea to tell yourself that only babies get scared before going on stage and that you're not afraid when the reality is that you are. Lying to yourself, shaming yourself, it doesn't work. But it does work (laughs) to intensify whatever emotion that you're avoiding. It's like you're turning up the dial of this discomfort. The other way that you might accidentally worsen discomfort is if you indulge in this fear, right? If you indulge in the belief that you're going to die, that something has gone terribly wrong. If you go around looking for evidence for why you should be scared, if you go around and indulge in every story that your brain conjures up about what might go wrong, if you indulge in the belief that you shouldn't have to go through with this, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, en- enter the thing that your brain is telling you. You are going to 
take that fear that you had that resulted from that one sentence in your brain and you are going to 10 times that feeling within minutes. It's going to go from something that you can handle to something that is absolutely spinning your entire life, right? It's going to be this cascade, this toilet bowl of emotions where you're just like, holy crap, I'm going to die. And this is going to lead to quite an indulgent cascade of chemicals that's going to lead to this brutally intense and this long spin of discomfort and inflammation. This is not fun. (laughs) I know there's a lot of you out there that do this to yourself very often. This is not fun. But instead, I want you to remember the option that you have available to you. You can stop name this discomfort, and then you can open the door, right? Breathe into this feeling, reminding yourself where it's coming from. You have the option to quietly say to yourself, I created this. Nothing has gone wrong. This is fear. Breathe as your brain begins to spin and breathe when it offers up these 50, 100, a million more thoughts about why you're going to die or why this has gone wrong. You're just going to observe these thoughts instead of believing them. It's a huge difference, right? Just because your brain thinks it up doesn't mean that you have to believe it. It's just a thought, right? I want you to open yourself up to the option to breathe into this emotion and then just let it pass through you like a screen. And once you've opened yourself up to the experience, to experiencing this discomfort, I then want you to move on to the third step of this tool. So now it's time to become the watcher of your body as this chemical experience kind of passes through you, as you get almost like bathed in this chemical uncomfortable bath, right? So your job during this time is to keep providing yourself space just to let these chemicals, these hormones, these neurotransmitters wash over your body and then slowly begin to break down and get excreted from your system. It takes time for your system and depending on your genetics, it might take a little bit more time for some of you to break down these chemicals, to process them and to excrete them. And your job during this time is to describe exactly where these chemicals are being felt in your body. What are these chemicals doing to your skin? Let's start there, right? What about your heartbeat? Is it slowing your heartbeat? Is it making it flutter? Is it making it skip beats? Is it making it rapid? Is there any tingling or numbness or pressure anywhere on your body? How is your brain functioning? Does it feel foggy? Or are you even more clear than before? How's your stomach? How's your intestines, your throat, your lungs? Just kind of go throughout all the different systems in your body and just carefully observe each of these systems of your body until you notice that the intensity of this emotion is dissipating. I think a key thing to know about this process is that through separating yourself from the situation, what you're doing is providing yourself the space to be a human. That's all you're doing. You're just being a human that's experiencing a vibration in your body that's caused by a thought. Do this without judging yourself. There's no upside to believing that something is wrong with you when you are experiencing 
an uncomfortable emotion. It's just a part of this life that's uncomfortable. But it's equally necessary if you want to achieve a dream. So observing the emotion of desire, how this feels in your body as you lean into losing weight, right? Because maybe that's a dream for some of you that you want to lose weight and that's going to require of you to experience the emotion of desire for a specific food in your body and you're going to have to just sit with that desire and leave it unanswered. You're going to have to leave it in your body and just let that emotion dissipate, right? Or allowing the experience of anxiety as you have intentionally decided to do something that you've never done before. There is no feeling that can hurt you if you let it come and go quickly without trying to escape it. So the long-term damage comes from the dis- this type of discomfort taking hold of you for years when it's chronically promoting this chemical imbalance. So then... Once you have that chronic chemical imbalance, which is leading to this chronic inflammation, then you're just going to like tenfold it because in addition to this chemical imbalance, now there's the extra strain that you're putting on your system from whatever overdoing activities that you've been indulging in trying to escape this discomfort. I mean, there's overeating. Many of you are overeating. Many of you are overexercising, overwatching TV, or you're diving and digging into your work. You're overworking, right? You're overdrinking. Whatever the over thing that you're doing, it's, it's layering on top of this chronic inflammation and creating more inflammation. So when you decide that it's time that you're ready to pursue discomfort, you are deciding that this... 10 to 15 minute experience of emotional unease, of discomfort, that it's worth whatever dream that you're chasing. What dream are you chasing? Are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to be the healthiest version of yourself possible? Are you trying to achieve a future of longevity or start a business, improve your marriage? Head over to yourlivinghealth.com, book your free quick consult, and I want to know what you're chasing, and I want to know, more importantly, where you're feeling stuck. So decide today that your goal is worth pursuing, and decide today that doing it alone is no longer the speed that you're after, because if you're ready for a shortcut, I want you to go book that consult right now. All right, that's all I have for you today. I look forward to talking to you next week. All right, bye. Hey, change is hard and doing it without professional guidance can make it seem impossible. If you're willing to do the work, I can make your path to longevity straight and strategic. Take the first step, head on over to yourlivinghealth.com and book your free consult so we can chat about your unique situation. And please take a second or two and leave me a review. Thank you for your interest in reducing your chronic inflammation and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.